Hello, hello, it's Oren Prunkin, and today I want to talk to you about search versus interruption selling. Now, when I was 14 and three quarters, so 14 and nine months, I was told by my mum to go get a job. Now, I suspect I was probably being naughty or not concentrating at school, and she threatened me saying, if you're not gonna concentrate or you're gonna be naughty at school, you need to go get a job just to keep you occupied. Uh, and probably because I wasn't doing any homework, she made me go get a job um, after, after hours, after school and on the weekends. But in South Australia, you can't get a job until you're 14 and three quarters legally. So <laughs> literally waited until the day uh, until that happened. And because I was probably mucking around and being naughty and not concentrating at school or doing any homework after hours, uh, my mum uh, got me in the car uh, she actually, I think she wrote my resume, got me in the car and then she drove me down to our local retail shop, uh, which was Big W, and she walked in with me, she walked to the front counter and said, I'd like to speak to this store manager. And they called the store manager down and I remember his name, his name's Calvin. Uh, he came down and my mum said, um, I want to get my uh, son a job. And then Calvin said, yep, no worries, come uh, back tomorrow uh, for an interview. So I came back uh, the next day for an interview and I went into he, uh, the sales manager's office and I sat down there, probably a really nervous kid, and I actually got the job um, thanks to Calvin. Calvin um, was awesome. He was a great uh, store manager. Uh, first off for hiring me at that young age and then second off he was just, uh, yeah, great. Um, throughout the time that he was there, he moved on, uh, I suspect, to another store. Um, but then I went through the training at Big W and I was put into uh, a role of customer service. Now, it was called customer service, but um, it was actually a sales role, a sales assistant. And um, uh, the reason I say that is because uh, customer service anyway, to my mind, is once uh, someone's made a purchase, they come back um, and get any um, service or any updates or any help with that product. This is all um, pre-sales and uh, we're actually sales assistants. Um, so I would then, I uh, want to actually, so we want to go back to the training. So when we were in the training, uh, we uh, were taught and it was drilled into us and I'm so thankful for this because I use it all the time that uh, the saying, the customer is um, king and they are always right. It was actually drilled into us and it was um, phenomenal. And you know, I went through my time there as a sales assistant, always having that in the back of the mind, uh, back of my mind. Now I worked in department number three, which was hardware and paint. And I learned like a lot about that area right around paint and paint mixing and hardware and all of this kind of stuff. Um, but I lost all of those, uh, that knowledge and skills and I'm pretty useless when it comes to handy person style jobs now. But anyway, at the time I knew a lot about, um, a lot about all of that, um, all, a lot about all of that area and uh, I would be, uh, what would be called facing up all of the, the aisles to make all the stock look presentable uh, for purchase. And then when a customer came in, I would stop um, and then go and help them. Now, I just want to step back. So customers um, at that point, uh, they're obviously problem aware and they're obviously solution aware. Otherwise, they would not be coming into a store that sold hardware goods. If they didn't know they had a problem and they didn't know there was a solution, they just wouldn't be there in um, 
in the first place. They're coming in knowing that there's going to be a solution for whatever they're looking for. So with that in mind, I would stop what I was doing and then I would ask them a whole bunch of questions. And you know, this is, just comes back to doing a um, needs analysis. They're already qualified, don't need to do any qualification because they are solution aware. So we do ask them a whole bunch of things. And usually it would just be pointing them into the right direction for the aisle. Um, of what they needed. Other times I would come back and check on them and see if they had found what they were looking for and then I would just continue the conversation um, and what would happen was I'd probably end up upselling them. Now uh, we weren't on commission, we were just on an hourly rate um, as employees so there was no incentive for us to go and um, upsell anything but there was an incentive, so no financial incentive, but the um, incentive for us was, um, well, and for me anyway, I can't talk on behalf of anyone else, was actually just to go help these people, you know, as I said, employed as a customer service um, role, even though it was a sales assistant role, and I'm serving them. I wanted to help them to make sure they got what they needed for their problem, uh, and they were happy um, with what they needed. Now, when you're solution aware, you know there's a solution, but you don't know how you can get that better, uh, you can get that result um, uh, in, a, in a faster or more efficient way. And that's where usually the upsells would come. And I had an intimate knowledge of all the products there. And I said, well, if you've got this, you probably also need, need this type of thing. And then once they've got that type of thing, I said, well, have you considered this? And then followed up with another product. And usually these, um, not usually, all the time, these customers were over the moon. They were so happy that I was able to foresee additional problems that that first product actually created for them and then um, uh, upsold them. Um, and that's really the key to upsells is whenever you sell a product, that product actually then creates more and subsequent problems for them. I might go into that in detail in another episode, but that's where your upsells come in because the upsell product actually solves the problem that the original uh, product um, created. For example, I'm actually just driving past the shopping center now and I'm coming up to a McDonald's. So when you go and buy a burger, uh, that's the original um, product. When you buy a burger, uh, you may get thirsty, right? So that's a problem. First off, you were hungry, you want a burger, so you buy a burger. Second off is, oh, because you've eaten it, um, you may get thirsty, you know, lots of carbohydrates uh, suck. Um, I suck water out of the bloodstream, um, cause glycogen to go into the muscles, therefore you get um, you get thirsty, so you may need a drink. So the upsell is, would you like a drink with that? Of course you would, because you're gonna get thirsty, right? So that first product creates a second, uh, creates another problem that you need a second product that could potentially go uh, fix it. So anyway, back to my story, um, I would upsell these people and they would, they would leave really um, happy. Now, these people um, had come in uh, searching for products, right? They were product aware and now, um, sorry, they were problem aware, now they were uh, solution aware and then I'd come up and sell them because they'd be product aware. I'd make them product aware of what was available and that included the original sale and then any upsells. Now, so that's search selling, right? They already are in that frame of mind going about finding out uh, what is already available. Now, if you flip that on your head and you go to, you know, cold outreach, it's interruption um, marketing. Now, I'm not just talking about cold um, calling or cold emailing or door-to-door -door, um, cold contact or anything like that. Anything that is interrupting someone in their day 
that they aren't going out and originally searching for things is interruption marketing, ads uh, interruption uh, marketing, um, in addition to everything that I just came up with. So how do you go about um, selling with interruption marketing? Now, I just want to go back to search um, selling. Now, if you go into uh, you know a Big W or a Kmart like that, uh, they don't necessarily do uh, what I was talking about. This is you know going back to late 90s, um, early 2000s when I was doing all of that. Now, I'm not sure what their training is but um, around that anymore, but if you go into uh, more clothing retail stores, they're really good at this. Um, usually they, they greet you and try to point you into the right direction. It's really um, low pressure sales, but a lot of people come along and they help you with sizes and help you with colors and help you with styles and then they say, um, or have you considered, you know, this accessory or anything like that? So retail I find is really, really good. Um, uh, and including um, some of those big uh, retail stores, including Big W, like phenomenal. And I'm so glad that I got the education I did from uh, them. But, you know, you go into other stores, um, you know, like a supermarket, for example, and there's, you know, so many different items. The same thing doesn't happen. And I think they are leaving money on the table. And now I don't know what their business model is, and it's obviously working for them, but um, not everyone, and probably you listening to this has that luxury. You've got a lot of products um, that you're selling. You know, if you are in a smaller retail um, store that you run um, with multiple products, how can you go about doing a needs analysis for people that walk in the door um, looking for one thing, but also that may not be the thing they actually need, but also, giving them the thing that they need or they came in and wanted, but then upselling based on that needs analysis. So how can you do that in a physical location? But also, you know, if you've got a website, most, pretty much everyone's got a website, what is your website selling and how is that um, helping them do that same sort of process online? Now, there's a whole bunch of tools you can use for that. You can use quizzes, you can use categorization, you can use search bars, all of these kinds of things. But how can you replicate that sales process online that just doesn't make it too hard or just handballing them into your store and just saying, good luck, um, because people will just walk out if they can't find what they're looking for, um, both walk out physically within a physical store, but walk out um, by analogy and virtually online. So how can you go about replicating that um, process in anything that is search selling? Someone that is problem aware and someone that is also solution aware, but not necessarily, not necessarily product aware. Now, if we go back to um, interruption marketing, as I was saying, um, you're going about in and interrupting someone. Now, they may know that they have a problem, but most of the time they are unaware that they have a problem. They do have one, potentially, but not always. So you don't want to assume that everyone has the problem that you're trying to solve because it's not true. But they may have it and they may even be aware that they have a problem but they are not going out and looking for solutions. They're not solution aware. It's just not as urgent as someone doing, um, you know, that uh, coming in and doing search selling. So how do you then go about creating and replicating that same process when you're going in cold? You still need to replicate the same process and not skip any of those um, steps in the buying um, journey. 
So I really want you to think about how you may go about doing that. And one of the reasons why cold contact never works, and I spoke about, about that in the last episode, is cold contact, is, is cold, con cold contact, I'm sorry, I'm mumbling, is it overrated? And a lot of people just skip all of those initial steps of making someone problem aware and then a solution aware, and they just go to um, product aware and they're like, buy my thing. But it doesn't work that way. You actually have to come in at the right um, uh, temperature for um, how you're communicating with the person that you're talking about. So if someone is, you know, uh, for, at a frozen temperature and they're unaware, you've got to speak to them in um, terms of uh, language that um, is making them aware. And then the same thing with, you know, someone that's only problem aware, but they're not solution aware. You need to go in with a different tact about explaining that there are solutions for it, not your solution, that is what the solutions are out there, and then so on and um, and so forth. So I really want you to think about the differentiation between uh, search selling and interruption selling and how they are different, but also how they are similar, because they are actually similar. They are just coming in in the, the customer buying journey at different points. And I also want you to think about how it looks like um, both um, physically and virtually, depending on how you're selling and how you can replicate both of those experiences um, for the customer and the prospect that are coming um, through. So I really want you to think about those things in whatever you're doing and then try to implement some of those things, having a system to differentiate them between if they are searching or you're interrupting, but also how you can take them through all of those customer journey steps and buying temperatures so that you are communicating to them at the right time and you are selling to them at the wrong time. But it always comes back to you and I just want to remind, remind you of coming back to actually helping customers, whether you're being uh, rewarded and incentivized by a financial gain, which you will be because you're in business. But I just want you to think about, don't have that as your number one incentive. Your number one incentive should just be going out and helping um, customers get what they want and get things solved. And I remember walking away from customers and just showing them the aisle that they needed or showing the product that you, they, uh, the product section that they needed or the, the different brands within that product section or the specific one I think thought for their needs. And then, um, you know, helping them with any additional products, just them walking away being pleased was such, um, was such a, um, an enjoyment for me because I was actually able to help people and walk them coming in, um, uh, you know, with things not working then walking out with things that were working. It's just a great feeling. So you should be really just trying to help people and money will just flow um, from that. So I just want you to think about um, that as well. So like I always say, please try all this stuff out. Let me know how you go um, because I'd love to hear um, uh, what your results are. Um, and until we talk next time, I hope you have a fantastic day. The sun is out. Uh, I'm just about to head into the gym. And until we talk next time, uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening. And if you like what was on here and want more, please go to oranprunken.com.